casual. Filthy casuals. Filthy casuals. What is up, everybody? Welcome to 3VO, where we're all on the same team. I'm your host for today, Jordan. And I'm your other host, Brendan. And if you're new here, we're just two big old nerds that absolutely love, 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 love video games so much, we just have to talk about it all the damn time. So if you two share that same passion and love for video games as we do, this is definitely the place for you. Let's just get something out of the way here very quickly. We are sorry for the sort of um, unprompted, unannounced hiatus that we've taken here a little bit. It's been a little bit over a month, I think, since we've done anything for the podcast. Life gets in the way. We all got super fun. Well, some of us got super busy. Some of us just got really tired. And so we just needed a bit of a break for both of us. We could handle some things outside of this. So fill the casual episode today. Come back in. So as you guys know slightly more chill vibe today but before we get into all that for the first time in a long time on the show brendan how are you my I'm friend i'm doing great <laughs> and and not to undercut your point it's very nice you know, of I you got very you. gracious of you to apologize i just want to i just want to mention apologize it here, you know? but i just want to say i'm not sorry <laughs> okay fair enough. fair enough all right uh because sometimes you just need a little break i'm know? not i'm not apologizing yeah. that we said that no, we took the course. time i'm apologizing <laughs> more for that it was sort right. of unannounced we didn't say right, it. we didn't really right. say anything about it you know that's more yeah. what i'm apologizing i understand for. i make no apologies for us needing to take some time to just absolutely relax <laughs> no, we we did want to jump back in last week, and then I think it, it, I messaged gosh. you, and I was kind of like, "Hey, man, if you're not ready, I could still use the day." And you were like, "Please, <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm still so tired. I feel like I'm still recovering." Uh, so, for the last uh, long while, um, I have been involved in a production of Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, you came and saw. I did get to go see. Um, and that took up so much of my time because rehearsals and then performances were like an hour plus away from yeah, where I Yeah, 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 so yeah. So it was yeah. quite a commitment, but I'm really, really glad I did it. It was my first show back after, I want to say after COVID, even though we're not really after COVID at all. We're really not. We're really, really not. Not we're at all. We're still in it. Um, I got COVID. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, right before we were supposed to open, a bunch of the cast actually got COVID. Yeah. Um, so that was cute. Uh, we <laughs> had to push our opening back a week, but we still did it. We still got both weekends. Um, it was a great show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really glad I did it. I got back out there. Um, and then I just had an audition on Saturday, so just a couple days ago, uh, for Rent again, which so is exciting. very near and dear to my heart because it is the show that we met. It actually. is. We, we met during that show. Through, it's such a special Rent. show to all of us absolutely our our central group of friends all met through rent yeah um, I, I feel like rent if you're a theater person and th- i'm not speaking for everybody here but if you're a theater person rent is one of those one of those shows that kind of becomes special to you no matter what yeah. and that only grows if you've gotten to do the show as Absol- well do you know what i mean absolutely. like it's absolutely yeah so uh i'm very excited i hope i get to uh do it again i hope they select me to be part of the production fingers really crossed great. i've already told you break a leg and all Thank that stuff you. so yes. <laughs> um but yeah so that's what i've been up to um oh uh and then very recent development today i went and signed up for a new gym Ooh. and i worked out a little bit love that and yeah so i'm doing i'm out there doing the damn thing because so beauty and the beast was quite athletic actually for me oh well yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because music Musical theater is a sport, damn it. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yes, it fucking is. <laughs> um, so I just kind of... Do a triathlon, but have to sing and speak while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's musical theater, basically. <laughs> um, so I wanted to keep the, like, 
momentum that I had built up doing this show going. So I was like, okay, let me cancel the gym that I'm not going to anymore because I didn't really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was you gotta funny. find you gotta find a place that fits your yeah. vibe well. You gotta find a place you like going to. Yeah, absolutely. And that other gym was across town from me, so right. it was like a big thing. I was like, oh, it's like twenty minutes to get there. I don't want to go, and I would talk myself out of it. So I signed up for a new gym. It's closer, nicer. I go. got a buddy pass, so if anybody wants to like tag along with me and go to the gym with me, they nice. can. Uh, so yeah, so all around, I think it's gonna be a good uh, habit uh, of mine. I also haven't had a cigarette in three days. I'm Dude, there you go. Let's do keep, that. Let's keep, keep that, that up. up. Yeah, trying to keep Let's keep that, that up. up. I know. I'm like trying to be healthy and take care of myself. Nice. Stuff. Love you to know. see that. Love <laughs> to see that. How about you? What you been up to? Well, let's, in a long, it's been a while, so let's go ahead and bust the old girl back out oh, here. Oh, she's back. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I look pretty good for a dead pretty bitch. bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> let's get cobwebs on this fucking thing <laughs> by now. Christ. God. Um, this is a slightly different soapbox uh, today because I just want to talk about uh, a, a something for me that was very positive for me. Oh. Um, sometimes, and it, it's, it's related to you, um, oh. um, sometimes you, you, you have friends, and I'm not speaking about anybody that I know in particular, but sometimes you have friends who are like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Please come watch me and support me and da-da-da-da-da. And sometimes it is like, Dragging yourself out, kicking because you're like, oh, this isn't going to be that great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, getting to watch you on stage again was such a fucking delight. Oh, it really please. was just like so special to get to watch you go up and perform and act and sing. And espe- and not that you're not good at those things, but especially to watch you dance again. Aww. It was just so <laughs> like you get at you ask my wife just like when you came out and started tapping, I legit like grabbed her and started shaking her. I was kind of like, he's got the shoes back on it was Aww. so wonderful to see again. Thank so you. just just wanted to mention here that like it was just it was so Aww. nice to. It, it, part of the hiatus was that you were rehearsing so much and you needed yes. time to that. And I yeah. will say, here now, hundred percent worth it. Hundred percent worth Thanks, the time off, man. If Thanks. it meant you got to do that, it was totally <laughs> awesome. It was really great getting to tab again. Because especially the role so that I was wonderful. playing, I when I when I got cast, I was like, well, there goes that. I guess I won't be dancing a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, and then the choreographer was like, psych. Um, <laughs> so sorry, you going to do what now? No, we're going to make this happen. <laughs> she was like, no, 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 no. Cogsworth dances. And I was like, no complaints here. I really want to dance. And then she utilized me in a lot of stuff. It was pretty brilliant. much everywhere that she possibly anywhere. could have. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like as, as someone who has directed, and, I, and it's different than doing choreo one not, but mm-hmm. that does become a thing when you're like, oh, you can do this? I'm going to make any excuse to put you in wherever the hell I fucking can to make Absolutely. it happen. <laughs> and both the choreographer and the director were of that opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I even got to slip into a scene that Cogsworth is not at all, um, which was really important for me because I wanted to do the tavern scene so badly. It's such for that a fun number. scene. It's so it's fun. such a fun scene. And ever ever since I saw Beauty and the Beast live, and I saw the tavern with the mugs and the it's super fun everything. I was like, I want to do that. Yep. So when I got cast as Cogsworth, I was like, part. I was like, not to sound ungrateful, but like I was like, man. The one thing I really wanted to do be a part of. Oh yeah. Oh shit. I forgot I was wearing lipstick, so I probably look like hell right now. Well, <laughs> um, you know, you got a little smudge. Yeah, it's <laughs> It's okay. It's a podcast. It's okay. We're going Harley Quinn today, guys. It's fine. Um, We're just gonna sit here and live with it, I guess, <laughs> and try not to think about it for the rest of the hour. But um, but thank you for saying that. That's so so kind of you, and it was really really great to get back out there. I'm glad. I'm glad. It was awesome to watch. Um, other than that, though, for me, um, getting this time off, too, has meant I've had a decent amount of time 
um, to just because I also just took a little break from just streaming myself and working on editing the videos and whatnot. I was just like, I'm just gonna full stop myself. I'm praying it's gonna take a break. I'm gonna take Honestly, a break. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm also not used to the cats anymore no, in this house, no, so yeah, this is gonna be. No. You're gonna be a puffy red. This is gonna, no, it never gets that bad. I get sn- I get sniffling. It's as bad as it gets. I'm very lucky when it comes to my allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I took a break from everything, which also meant that I had a lot of free time to myself. So I I did a lot of uh, gaming. Um, originally, that that was gonna be like cool. I'm gonna finally beat all these games, mm-hmm. like Borderlands Three, Final Fantasy Ten, get back into Kingdom Hearts, and do all this stuff. How'd that go? Uh, not great because they put a lot of stuff on Game Pass, so it oh, didn't really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clocked into Game Pass and I was just like, Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, that's the one in Egypt. I heard that one was really good. Got sucked into that for like 30 fucking hours and then I was kind of like, alright, no, I'm going to stop. I'm going to go back and finish something else. Far Cry 5? Son of a bitch, I really wanted to play that one. Okay, go into playing Far Cry 5. Uh-huh. Beat that. We're done. We're going back to the old stuff. What do you mean all the Arkham games are for $8 with all the DLC? I'm defi- I have to this. I have to do this now, too. So, currently in the middle with Arkham City. <laughs> playing that again. So, what I'm hearing is Xbox has you wrapped around their little finger. Oh, so <laughs> hey, We knew this before I talked about this. <laughs> That's no surprise. <laughs> Xbox has me, Pokemon has you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Just be honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's been a good time for just uh, catching up on games. Good. And whatnot. And also, a lot of my time now, especially since people have been sending me in their stuff, finally and thankfully, um, a lot more prep going into the D&D campaign that I'm going to be DMing, which I'm very, I'm very, very excited. Ex- I'm so excited about this. Very excited. It's been, it's been, people are sending me their backstories, and I'm just like, trying my best to see how much I can weave, weave stuff into the narrative. Yeah. But then I realized something today that, like, we have seven people in our campaign it's now. It's hard. Well, it's going to be hard, and then also I thought I was like... Realistically, not everybody would have all of their shit like together in this like thirty square mile fucking radius. Yeah. Like, it really wouldn't all happen. So I'm like, I'm trying to be selective about being like, okay, who's gonna have like very plot important stuff happen here that could kind of get wrapped up in this campaign, and who's gonna have like little hints that'll kind of get dropped that maybe if they want to continue this character into a different campaign uh-huh. can be a part of their lore going in from now on and whatnot. So just trying to find that balance and yeah, see where shit works definitely. and where shit doesn't work, but. Mm-hmm. Also, try not to put too much pressure on myself for, like, doing everything all at once, you know Seriously, what I mean? Just, like, don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Like, the less amount of pressure you can put on yourself, the better. It like, makes DM, sense. Honestly. Have you heard about my character? Have you heard the tr- the rumors? I haven't heard anything about your guy yet. Really? No, 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 no. no. Oh, wow. Do you want to know? I know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's another fucking fae that's in the whole Yes, world. I haven't settled on, <laughs> I haven't settled on the race yet. But okay. everybody else is doing fake creatures, so I'm like, I, I kind of feel obligated to do Everybody like but one. Sort of... Everybody but one is doing a fake. <laughs> the exception that proves the rule. Um, but yeah, I feel like I should be a fake character, so I'm going to be a monk. Who okay. Follows, who follows the bro code. Oh my god. <laughs> but it's like an actual, like... You're a fuckboy monk? <laughs> I'm going to be a fuckboy monk. Like a like a surfer shaman type of... Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and I'm on, like, a pilgrimage, <laughs> and that's why I'm in the area that we're in. Oh. Mm-hmm. Surfer but it's gonna be like, But it's gonna be, like, not, it's gonna, ha- he's gonna have, like, the skin of a douchebag. Yeah. But he's gonna be, like, an actual good person. Right, right, right. You know, right, right. and it's, like, the, the bro code makes him bro-y. Yeah. But it's, like, we don't treat women like that. Oh, no, no, that's all right. Gotcha. You know, you know, things like that. It's like, so, a, it's like a, I, I had an idea ages ago that I wanted to do as a sketch that was gonna be called Woke Bros. <laughs> 
Yes. Kind yes, of sounds exactly. like it's yes. gonna be that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's gonna be <laughs> it's, just like it, that. It's gonna be the douchiest looking guy who's like, dude, no means no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Exactly. I exactly. love it. I and I wish it was already. my idea. I saw it on a TikTok. I have no idea where or how I saw it, but somebody out there in the in the universe on the on the internet was I, had the idea, and I was like, "That's incredible! I'm doing that." I had a 45 minute discussion with one of my buddies at work about uh, the character of V from V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with him, about what class you would put them in. Because something I've gotten into was taking existing characters and using them as sure. like an inspiration into what I want to yeah, do for a D and D character. So yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like just going like, I like that template. Let's use that. I just wish I could credit the person, you know, and be like, this was their idea. And say this I'm was their idea. It. I'm yeah. taking it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, it was a creator who was like, steal this idea. So like, I don't right, feel bad about it. it. I don't so feel bad about fine. stealing it, but I want to credit. But I can't because it's. TikTok. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, oh, that's something else I want to talk about really, really quickly here, because I sent you this idea a while ago for our Patreon, yeah. if you're okay with me sort of bringing it up. This, Please do. This thought. Um, the more you bring it up, the more it might actually more happen. More might actually happen. So we're, we're, we're trying to... <laughs> We are trying to find things to do for Patreon, so when we actually put it out there to you guys... It's worth it. ...and say, like, and make it worth it and whatnot. Yeah. So, I'm thinking, because we talk about it all the time and how much we love it, I think doing a one-shot for the Patreon would be a really cool idea, because we, you know, the three of us who work on 3VO regularly are avid D&D players and are very and are and have a lot of fun with it so I think that would be good and then possibly pulling in some of our other peoples to be like hey come sit at the table and play a one shot with Mm. us because we know a lot of people who like playing it as as well and have big personalities that I think would be fun to throw to throw into it for so um I'm gonna start researching and looking into that to see how we could do that so I think that should be like our first like Patreon like tier would be like this goal for whatever we will release the we will yeah. release the one shot kind of a thing. Yeah. So look forward to that. Now that all that's done and out of the way, let's get into today's episode. We're gonna do things a little bit different today with a totally original idea that I came up with entirely on my own. On an unrelated note, go check out Hot Topic with Bailey and Pickle, wherever you could find uh, good podcasts anywhere. Um no, uh just to just just for clarification, I got this idea from this other podcast I love to listen to. It's called Hot Topic. Um they, uh, every, I think it's every Friday, they, um, come up with like a, like a overall topic for the podcast. And then they have like a bowl full of themes that they pick out mm-hmm. of that they've each written down mm-hmm. and they just kind of see how much they can riff off oh, of like yes, that yeah. one thing and whatnot they go yeah. for. So I decided to implement that in today's episode where we're just kind of going with the broad spectrum of video games. Right. And we're just, we've, me and Brendan have each written stuff down. We don't know what each other wrote and we're just going to take turns pulling stuff out of the hat and, uh, seeing where we go with it, where the conversation leads. We might get through all of these. I think there's like 12 or something. Like 12 or something like, yeah, we have like a dozen. Yeah. Like a dozen or so in total. We might get through all of them. We might not. We'll see how far we go. So we're just going to... Am I going to start? Would you like to do the honors? Oh, yeah. yes, I Absolutely. would. Let's go ahead. Get it a little mixed up in there. Let's grab this guy. What do we got? Ooh, okay. Ooh, if you could design a game based around an existing story, what story would you pick and why? That's a good one. Thank you. Oh, I like that a lot. That's tough. That's really tough, though. Do you want me to say my answer? Because it was my question, go. so I yeah, kind of had Yeah, please go for it. Please go yeah, for absolutely. it. absolutely. Okay, so there's this book series from my childhood called The Edge Chronicles mm-hmm. that no one has ever heard of except me. But there was, yeah. like, there was, like, a dozen books, and every three were, like, a trilogy. Ooh, okay. And they followed, like, a particular character. And, like, yeah, all of sure. the characters, so it, like, covered, like, four characters, and it, like... They kind of were all related to each other in some way. Anyways, um, but it was about this, like, land that was this... 
how to describe it. It was like, think like, um, like a peninsula juts out into the ocean, right? Gotcha. But imagine there's no ocean. It's just like open air. So Ooh, there's okay. this like long, uh, spit of land sticking out into the vast emptiness and it's called the edge. Gotcha. The edge okay. Chronicles. And there's, and it's huge, huge. It's this whole world. Um, and at the very end of the spit is this big city, mm-hmm. big resident, you know, like metropolitan. And then in the sky built on a floating rock is like where the academics live and stuff. And then there's right. like this big open spot called the mire. That's like really uninhabitable and like a bunch of weird shit lives there. And then there's the twilight woods and then there's the big forest in the back. Anyway, so okay. too much detail, but anyways, you're good. Um, it's this really vast world and there's lots of cool stuff going on and um, <clears throat> they have these rocks that grow in the rock gardens and they are lighter than air. They float. So that's how they're able to build a city on the, the biggest one. I and see. then that also means that they have sky pirates because they put these rocks in the of ships course. and then they can like float around and, so, and it's very cool. God, um, I love some sky like, pirates. I love, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I think it would make a really cool setting for a game. I've always wanted to see something done with this series because yeah. there's a lot of cool different creatures. It was all really well thought out and nobody's ever heard of it. And I just think it's really ripe for something to be done with it. It'd be a cool Netflix series. It'd be a cool video game. It'd be a cool movie somebody out there do something with it i i have a curious question that just came up for me for this because i wonder if this is what happens sometimes it's wanting to see um a narrative format that you really love translated or, or adapted into a different format is it and i'm not trying to accuse or anything like that this might sound a little mm-hmm. a little odd but it's just like is it that you is that is is there a part of it beyond just like i think this would be a make a really cool video game but it sounds like with this, there's also a part where it's like, I want somebody else to appreciate this oh, as absolutely. much as I do. <laughs> absolutely. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No doubt. <laughs> That's interesting, though. I really, really like that. Yeah. It's so cool. There's so many creatures. Oh, it's so cool. Right. Check it out, yo. <laughs> For me, for the first thing that came to mind, because you brought up a book series, was, um, did you ever get into... I think this might have been a little bit after... I think this might have been... I think this was stopped being... Might have stopped being, like, the cool thing when you started reading books at, like, an age when this would have hit you. But did you ever know, or at least know about uh, the Animorph series? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I don't. I fell out of it, so I don't remember where it ended, mm-hmm. but I was just... I feel like that would make a really, really cool one. Okay, yeah. Or just, I like, a big open... I, I see it as, like, sort of, like, an open-world kind of thing where it's you are with a team that has these abilities to turn, to turn into different animals, mm-hmm. and you are aware of the alien invasion that has currently happened. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing I really like about Animorphs, is that they made a point to be like, it's not that the aliens are coming. They're here, and they've already taken over major spots. Mm-hmm. So you are trying, so you are essentially part of like a small rebellious group trying to counteract that, but also not causing mass panic by just telling everybody, hey, this is happening. Right. Um... That was a TV series too, wasn't it? Yeah, they made it. They made a Nickelodeon so. series out of it Thought for a little so. bit. Yeah. It was it was okay. Yeah, it was so, first time and like for the budget That's, they probably yeah. had. It yeah, was yeah. it was one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and also just like you know turning into animals and shit is yeah. just something I've wanted since I was a kid because that just sounds cool as hell. So using that mechanic and the time system of being like you can only do it for a limited amount of time mm-hmm. or you're stuck I think would also be a really yeah. cool implementation into a, into a video game setting too yeah. yeah yeah, so that would be mine it would probably be something like an Animorphs game or something like that Ooh. but that's happening a lot more now is like we're seeing stuff outside of just like either movies or comic books or graphic novel or graphic novels being turned into video games like The Witcher is a book series before it was a video game right. and there's a 
Oh, the Metro uh, 2020 series is also like, a, it was originally like another Russian novel that was made <laughs> that is being adapted into video games too. So it's, I just like seeing that like, there's people who are noticing like, oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of creative freedom you have with the video game mm-hmm. in terms of your adaptation and whatnot, I think. Right. So I don't know. I just like seeing people taking advantage of that too. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, well, then I guess it's my turn. Go for it. Let's see. <laughs> this one. Okay, good. It's one of yours. Uh, characters that make the game worth it. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, like, is this, like, would be a bad game, but this character makes it okay, or... Wouldn't necessarily make it a bad game. More like... More like... Something that maybe either it wasn't like your wasn't like your so like so like my example to me is like pretty much everybody in Hades. Okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Cause, I mean cause, yeah. Because like normally uh the, the, the low grind dungeon crawler like that is not my is not my jam. Mm-hmm. But something like but like because the story is interesting and I love the characters in it, it keeps me compelled and coming back and interested in playing the game. Mm. So I'd say like either something that you wouldn't normally play or maybe it isn't as polished as you would like but you still come back because you like the environment or the characters or something like that, too. Okay. You know what I mean? Where, something where the characters are, are the draw or, like, a bit the more main of the draw, draw or part the of the draw. The main draw or part of the draw. Yeah, Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you're going with Hades? I'm, I mean, I have more examples, but I'm but I'm please, saying Hades wax, is, wax like, a poetic, big one. please. Well, I mean, like, I think to go with yours is, like, Mass Effect 1, to me, is a prime example. Like, yeah. Garrus, Liara, Tally in particular, for me, mm-hmm. are draws to keep coming back to that game series in particular, because especially with Mass Effect 1, that... Playing it for the stream. We'll get back on that, by the way. Um, <laughs> playing it for the stream, I'm just kind of like, yeah, this ga- the gameplay itself, other than the dialogue stuff, is not that compelling, especially now that I still have the muscle memory for how you play Mass Effect 1. So it's just like, getting back into it, it's, it's been like, oh yeah, I know how this works. There's nothing really too compelling about the combat style in Mass Effect 1 to me anymore. Yeah. Like, once you get past how janky it is, you know how it works, you're just kind of like, okay, we're, we're just mop through, use your powers here, da-da-da-da, you're right. good to go. But interacting with the characters and talking to them, especially those three that I listed, for me anyway, are like the main draws for it. Yeah. Um, so it would be Mass Effect and Hades to me are my prime examples, yeah. For sure. Uh, for me, uh, Spiritfarer comes to mind yeah. because of all of the wonderful characters. Um, they're so delightful. Of varying temperaments. Yeah, that's the that thing. Game, you know? Um, and they're all just like unapologetically themselves. Yeah. And, and I love each and every one of them for different reasons, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so... <clears throat> Spirit Bearer is definitely the one that I think of. Um, and I think that makes sense because it's a very character-driven you know, oh, story. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's a good one, too. And I, and I think it's also that one's also a really good example to me of, like, sort of having diversity amongst your characters as well. Because there are games that, and purposefully and accidentally sometimes will kind of have, like, sort of like a through-line note that kind of happens to all the characters. Like, Grand Theft Auto, to me, is a really good example of, like... Mm. People come from different walks, and there's different types of people in Grand Theft Auto, but they all kind of follow a single, like, they all kind of follow, like, a note that you follow. Like, they're all criminals. They're a little samey. But it's done, but you're, you're, it's done in the theme of the world that we're, that Grand Theft Auto exists in. So Mm -hmm. it would make, it makes sense that everybody in the world of GTA sort of has a similar feel to them. It's not Mm -hmm. like it's lazy writing. It's like, we're going for a tone here. Yeah. And so we need characters that match that, that tone. tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, sure. Whereas with stuff like, I'd say certain first-person shooters, I'm not going to call out names here, but just like with certain first-person, because I can't think of ones that like fit the bill right now, mm-hmm. but some first-person shooters, you kind of go like, all right, here are 12 grumbly white guys. Cool. Like, I don't know what you, I don't know who you want me to get excited for here. 
he's mad because his daughter's dead. He's mad because someone killed his father. Like, I don't know what... There's no variation here in terms of, like, motivation or feel for characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think um, another one that's come to mind <clears throat> for me is, like, Bioshock 1. I think all of the characters. The characters are very are... compelling, but it's in such a different way that I think Absolutely. than you normally get with... It's like, I'm, like, talking about, like, with Mass Effect 1, it's kind of like, I get excited when I get to go talk to Tally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, with Bioshock, it's it's like, you're sitting there looking at someone like Tenenbaum to me is a great example, because you're like, all right, I know you're not the bad guy in this game, and it's not that I think that you're a bad person. But you're not the good guy. But you're not the hero here either. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, com- complex characters. Totally. That totally. are interesting to dive into and uh-huh. learn more about and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially a lot of like the bad guys that you end up like unaliving in the game. Like, who's the artist guy? I always forget his name. Oh, good lord. Um, the one um, who I want Nathan Lane to play in the movie. I know, I know, I know. God, I can't remember... <laughs> It's, it's, you know um, I know who you're talking about. You I can't remember his, but you all know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's the guy that when you first meet, he's, well, not when you first meet him, but one of the first moments, he has a man strapped to a piano covered in bombs. <laughs> the moment he starts fucking up, he just blows him the hell yep. up. It's so <laughs> good. Oh my God. Sand something? Sandy? Sandor? No. Something like that. Anyway, <laughs> Cohen, something. Sa- Sander Cohen. Sander Cohen. There you we go. got there. We got thank there. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating character. Would never want to meet the guy in real life, but in a game yeah. setting, I'm so interested in who that yeah, motherfucker absolutely. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good one. Okay. Ooh, I like yeah. that. And it's a, it's, it's a different take on it because they keep coming back or like they intrigue you in like a bad way. <laughs> it's true. Well, I'll come back for any Bioshock any fucking day, anytime. Truly. All right, you ready to... Yeah, let's do another one. Let's go. I like this, by the way. This this is really fun. fun. This is a great idea. I'm glad I stole it. This is just... I I swear I'm not trying to look and peek. I pulled yours. Oh, well, I mean, that's fine. All right. If you could remake a game, which one would you pick? Oh, I actually know what this is out the gate right away. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact title of the game. You can go ahead. I, 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 I need to look up what this is for me real quick. So okay, go ahead. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, for me, I would like a remake of like the very first Zelda game. Like, oh yeah, the first one because it only exists in that really struggling top-down, you know, pixel animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fine. It's a classic. It's the OG. I get it. Yeah. But it would be cool to see it with, like, a fresh skin, like they did for Link's Awakening. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it would be really cool to see it just done again so that it could be approachable by by a new generation of gamers, and myself included, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, I've never played through the original Zelda game. Right. Actually. I never played in the it's original Zelda game. It's a bit challenging. And I'm not saying that you know, they have to, like, remake it and make it easier for people, but it would just be no. nice to have, like, an updated, very accessible version of it. I'm trying to remember, I think it was Aaron Hansen from the Game Grumps who talked about it once, where he argued that he thinks that Breath of the Wild is sort of like the closest thing we're going to get to a, a full remaster and remake of the original Zelda, because it has the closest to that feel of like, literally, start the game, walk into a thing, I here's know. a sword, go! Like, it's open to you from there, to kind of a degree, feel to yeah. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I think, but I, mean, I get what you mean though, like getting that like, reskin of like that original top-down like view mm-hmm. and whatnot, and just yeah. like, oh, you know... Couple more pixels added here and there. And make a couple it... more. A few more. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Mine is a game from the mid two thousands. It was called Psyops: The Mind Gate Conspiracy. Um, 
And it was, yeah, it, 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 did, it didn't get a lot of play. There was, like, me, my buddy Dave, and a few other people around us who, like, really, really knew about this game when it came out. Um, you are a soldier who wakes up in a facility. You have amnesia. You don't know how you got there. Um, a lady hands you a gun, you know, you know, similar, and says, go. Very similar to Zelda. As ladies are wont. Um, and <laughs> you know ladies <laughs> as they are. You know ladies. You wake up. They get you a gun. They say, go. And you're just like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> Um, but then as you go through, you discover that you were originally a soldier who was sort of, um, bred and designed to have these psychic abilities. Mm. And it's a third person shooter where you have psychic abilities of the game. So you have like telekinesis, you could do mind control on people. You can just set things on fire because you have like a, a, a like a pyro like power to it. Mm-hmm. You can see things that are invisible and you can become invisible yourself. Like mm. it's a lot of, it was just a lot of really cool. The story itself was messy, and it kind of fell apart at the end of the game, but like I think it would be one that if you gave it to a newer team that ha- that could focus a bit more on like the story aspect yeah. to it and know how to like polish that up a little bit, I think it would be really, really cool. Hmm. So yeah, somebody out there, PsyOps the Manga Conspiracy. By the rights, the company that made it's fucking dead now, so I don't know, if, I don't know who owns the rights to it anymore, but it was another uh, Midway title who were responsible for like Mortal Kombat oh. stuff from back in the day, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before, right before, a little bit before they went bankrupt. So you know, oh. but yeah, that would be mine because it was it was such a fun game. Oh, you just reminded me of the other game that I need a remake of so badly: mm-hmm. the Gauntlet series. Oh, Gauntlet? I know Gauntlet. Holy fuck! Do we need a new Gauntlet like yesterday? Oh my god! I don't know how that would go because now we're in the. It's sort of like the. It's it's sort of like the. It's what people talk about with like if you've never seen Seinfeld, if you go back and watch Seinfeld, it would feel very similar to a dozen other things you've watched because everything now imitated pulls, that. I- imitated that. <laughs> so so it feels like you're watching. Like everything is sort of, so many things are, a pro- are, are taking the gauntlet prototype that I don't know how it would feel going really? back and doing gauntlet at a certain point. Point it out to me. Like, what are you talking about? Well, I just, well, I just like things like, I mean, like, I feel like the steps to, steps to things like Diablo and WoW and things like that, you don't get there without gauntlet. Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's sort of like the base, like, the, the, to me, that's the base formula that gets us to a lot of other stuff. I suppose you're not wrong. Yeah. So going back to that way, it would just kind of feel like, oh, so this is like as basic as you can make these games that have become a lot more complex. <sighs> I, uh... You know what I mean? I just, I'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> idea, and I could be totally wrong on that. But... I just I just really like, um, I'm for one, I miss couch co-op. I do. Oh, I miss couch co-op. L- listen, whatever gets us back to couch co-op, I'll take it. I... <laughs> I'll take it. Whatever gets us back there, I'll take it. <laughs> I just uh, multiplayer is fine across the internet, whatever. But yeah. like, come on! Yeah. And there are a lot of companies that are doing their best to kind of bring that back. Like yeah. uh, the Super Massive Game Series with their stuff, it's very much like to get your friends together and play a goofy game. Um, the company for It Takes Two mm-hmm. and um, uh, the um, uh, the A Way Out game as well, mm-hmm. very much designed for a co op, a couch co op yeah, idea, whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, it needs a it needs a better return because like I love playing online too, but it's 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 a different feel than sitting there with your buddy and mm-hmm. playing a game. I don't know. For me, Gauntlet feels like playing, or it feels close to kind of playing through like a D and D campaign because yes. you're going through like all of these different levels. And you've got bosses to face, and like you can get the like 
if you go back and you like search the secret area, you can get the secret weapon that defeats yeah. the thing. You know, it's just it feels it's got that kind of D and D feel. Plus, couch co op, and I, I have like a lot of like nostalgia for playing gauntlet like with my family like, i got you that was what we sat down and played you know it was gauntlet. oh okay so, so see my family it was all about taking turns on duck hunt like that was that that, that was that was oh, our no. big one that was our big one i'm old brendan <laughs> <laughs> yeah so gauntlet i do think there would be, i do think there was a there's a good crowd though like no matter what that would be like i'm sorry they remade gauntlet I gotta see what this is. I gotta see what updated Gauntlet is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. don't even just re-release it on the on the fucking Switch. Oh, that would sell like fucking crazy. Just get just, people would give love me Gauntlet Dark that. Legacy on the Switch. Just I don't need the graphics updated. I don't need a new storyline. <laughs> I don't need nothing. Just give me just give me Gauntlet Dark Legacy on the Switch. That's all I want. What we're really coming down to here is that Brennan just wants to play Gauntlet again. Like, unrelated to the question, <laughs> Brennan just wants to play Gauntlet again. I just That's to what share. it comes down to. <laughs> you just needed your chance to share that with everybody. Yeah. All right, you want to play other? One? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's do it. This one. It's another one of yours. How is this happening? <laughs> okay, it's Fuck, Mary Kill, Zagreus from Hades, Caden from Mass Effect, Claptrap from Borderlands. Okay, yeah, you fuck Zagreus. Yes. You kill Claptrap. <laughs> and you marry Caden. Because Caden will take care of you. It's true. But Zagreus. <laughs> I feel like that makes sense. You just, you don't. Zagreus is not the guy you settle down with. <laughs> no. We, 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 too much going yeah. on there. This is thrown as a joke. We don't need we don't need to like harp on it for too long. We yeah. can move on to the next <laughs> Do you fully agree with that? Oh, 100%. Oh, okay, great. 100%. So uh, you, oh, so you're oh, going to go one, twice? This one popped out. Oh, that one was a joke. Okay, fine. <laughs> Movies you would want to see as a video game. Okay, yeah. We've kind of covered this before. We have talked about it a little bit before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I'm interested in this because I came from... Because I remember the time in, in video gaming in which that it was like big budget movie release. The also video game followed video right game after. Absolutely. It. And nine times out of ten, the game sucked. sucked. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you were just like, just give me the... If you're not even going to try, why? Why? Just yeah, why? There's no yeah, point. Yeah, totally understand. Uh, you mean all of the Harry Potter games? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Those were like especially bad. Especially, it's like heinous. an insult to your intelligence. Bad, like especially heinous. Yeah, and I want to say when we talk about stuff like that as well, I do understand that that was like probably a very small startup company doing their best. That was given like twelve dollars and a box of string <laughs> to make a video game. So we're not blaming the people who actually made it. We're just saying that just kind of like you guys weren't given those teams weren't given the best resources to make something good. So just when I talk shit about something like that, I I, I understand the development issues about the things like that. Just want to make that clear really quickly here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far as things that we I would like to see. Um, yeah. Uh, you don't know. Maybe and then maybe because of the history that you just outlined of like big movies getting turned into video games and then meeting crap. Like yeah yeah yeah. There's nothing that I'm like chomping the bit like oh my god they need to make this a video game because I'm like. Eh. I do think Harry Potter could have a really cool video game. If somebody, like, really sat down and, like, mm -hmm. was like, no, we are designing a video game in the world of Harry Potter that we are going to use. Like, I think Telltale could do a really fun one in the world of Harry Potter. You know yeah. what I mean? There is the new big ticket uh, Harry Potter game that's coming out. Yeah, that's right. That's mm -hmm. right. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. That is happening. 
conflicted. Don't want to support J.K. Rowling. That's the thing. I don't want to give her any more fucking money. No. no. I don't want to give her any more money. And I've heard there's like problematic elements within the new one as well too. That That's I'm just like, really Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> Well. There's some well, it's it's some it's some stuff where it's like and just I, I am not fucking defending J.K. Rowling. I am not at all. All right. Um, there's just some surrounding stuff with like I guess it's about like a goblin a uh, goblin rebellion is like kind of like a part of the story and whatnot from what okay. I've heard anyway. And there's there's problematic elements in terms of like how goblins are represented and sort of like some anti-Semitic commentary that comes with that. Cute. And it's just like part of that to me is like. Eh, she, I'm not saying that she wasn't aware of it when she was writing, but that's kind of been a thing for a while in the world of fantasy. So it's like, how much is a party guilty if they're sort of writing on the back of something else that has always been there and been problematic? Somebody please go ahead and tell me if I am fucking wrong. <laughs> I would love to know how wrong I am on this. Um, and I'm not saying that makes it okay. I'm not saying that makes it okay. If you're aware of it, don't do it. But it, it, it that one, it's, it's been one I'm just kind of like, I mean... That's an issue with genre <laughs> at a certain point in, in my eyes. Yeah, but... Doesn't make it okay to do. I'm not saying it makes it okay to do at all. No. Doesn't, I'm, not, I'm not saying it makes it okay. Yeah. We've talked about things that don't make good movies <laughs> instead We've of. done that too. It's <laughs> instead true. Of things that we would like to see as movies. It's true. I'm, I'm, I'm always a little hard-pressed on this one, though, because I'm, yeah. I'm just like... I mean, we've talked about it here before, my feelings on like... You don't need an adaptation to make something good or to verify it as being good. Like, yeah. something can stand on its own and still be good. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean an adaptation isn't warranted for something, though. Um, I would like to say... I had I had it the other day. I was thinking, like, God, this would be a cool video game. Um, nope. It's complete. Nope, go ahead. The Mummy. There probably is one. There are. There, there are Mummy games. Gotta be. And they're terrible. about it. But that would be cool. Yeah, like a good, that would be cool. Like a good one. That would be yeah, like a really really cool fun one. one. Would be really really good. That, um, that I'll, I'll piggyback on that. <laughs> That'll be my answer too. I think also too it might make a good game. Uh, do you recall that movie Nerve from a few years ago? Nerve. No. One, one of the Francos was in it. Who's the non-problematic Franco brother? That would be Dave. He's in it. The younger one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, from uh, Now You've Seen Him. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That that Franco. Uh, he's in it, and then I uh, I can't remember the lead actress's name, but it's the one where they're like, it's like this app that they've all downloaded, and it's like a truth or dare game. Oh, I heard about and it. Yeah. If they play along, then they get like big money, and it's like yes. this big thing. And yes, like, yes, yes. Their stunts get like crazier and crazier as like the night progresses. I vaguely remember this, yeah. It was a good one. I think it you'd was like a good it. Okay. I think you'd like it. I'll actually. check it out. Um, yeah, you should. Um, <clears throat> I think it would make a good game because of like all the challenges and things that like they could build out of it. Yeah. You know? Even if you weren't playing as like the main characters from the game, if you were like mm -hmm. you know. You know what I mean? Oh! One I thought of that would make a great survival horror game. Mm -hmm. um, there was a it was, it was a flick from the early two thousands. A director I love, um, Eli Roth. Uh, did you ever see Hostel? No. The whole premise of it is just like these like these like three these four guys um, go on vacation in Europe, and they find out about this place where it's just like you know it's 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 a bunch of college bros go and go into Europe. So they're just kind of like we're coming here to fucking party and da 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 da, and they get in touch with this guy who's kind of like dude, you go to. This hostel in this area, like, all the girls there are down. They love Americans. Like, mm. everyone's down to party and do drugs and hang out and shit. Mm. Um, finding out a lot of it is a front for this this shady underground business that is run mm. where you can pay to go and torture people. 
Whoa! Yeah, 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 yeah. And the movie does follow one of the characters who like manages to actually escape and get out and stuff like that. So I'm like, mm. that would actually be a really cool yeah, one to do for a premise for a survival horror game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a yeah. good. It's it's a cool. It's a. I'm not gonna say it's a great movie. It's a really interesting horror movie for though. Sure. Like the premise. It's one of sort of like what we talked about, like the characters that keep you interested. This one is a premise that keeps you sticking around. The actors are really good in it too. It's actually one that has like really really good acting. But it's like it's like. This is just such an interesting idea. I got to see how this goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one of those. So put that in a game setting, I think would actually be really, really cool. Cool. So there's my answer. I like it. Took me like 10 minutes to get there, but I got there. We got there. We got there. (laughs) For a card that I made. Yeah. You want to do a few more? There we go. Got time for a few more. Yeah, we got a couple more here. Let's see what this guy is. If we want to get through it, we could do like rapid fire. Again, Jesus. Yeah, we can finish off here with some rapid fire ones. Yeah. Um... Well, th- well, 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 that works because I because th- I think we know what my answer is going to be for this one. What? If you could only play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Any of the Mass Effect games except for Andromeda, <laughs> because yeah. they just mean so much to me. I love them so fucking much. It's what really to me Mass Effect is what made me a gamer mm-hmm. in terms of like dedication to playing this game and getting really really fucking good at it and mastering it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't, but. I tried to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for me, it's going to be a Mass Effect for just like the love of the story, the characters, and just like almost everything else about it. Cool. That's it for me. Nice. I think I would pick something like a Stardew Valley. Something really? That could, well, something that has like, I could think like a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of hours into and not get over it. That's know? fair. That's Cause, fair. Because like any of the Mass Effects at a certain point, there's You've done a, it all. There's You've a done it. cap on how many hours you can put into it before you have to like start over again from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like with a Stardew Valley, it's like, oh, I could put a, I could put 20 hours into this, or I could put 100 hours into this, yeah. or I could put 300 hours into this. Makes sense. And then I could start over. You know, so gotcha. for me, and there's like a lot of different like setup things that you can do at the beginning of Stardew Valley to make it mm-hmm. kind of different every time you play. Um, so I would I would do some semi kind of game, probably Stardew Valley. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. All right, cool. So All that's right. yeah, are we gonna are we going. gonna try to get through these? Okay, yeah, let's try to get through them. All right, so try, to, try to keep it semi short. Rapid fire. Okay, this is another one of mine. All right, what game would you like to play through as a D and D campaign? Oh my god! Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, mm, I'm 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 tentatively myself kind of thinking of one that is sort of set in like a Left 4 Dead kind of setting, so mm. like zombies and whatnot. Yeah, that I would like to do for a one shot one of these days. If I can make it work, okay. Um, so there's something like that, but overall, for for like a, we're talking like a big like you're dedicated to this yeah, thing for like, like x amount yeah, of months yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good fucking cool. Oh, it's been the answer before, but like I think Bioshock yeah. would make a really interesting setting for a yeah. DVD campaign. It's my answer too. That would be so I, fucking be so cool tight. though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be so cool. Even because then you could even go from you could go from Rapture up to Columbia too. That's what I mean. Like, do yeah. that. You could do everything for it and whatnot. You could even start in Columbia and then go down to Rapture, which would also be interesting to do it that way too. That's a good one. All right, I'm keep it going <laughs> here a little bit. Oh, it's one of mine. Um, ooh, video games you'd play again for the first time. Oh, like if I could wipe my memory and wipe play it your again? memory and do it again. Oh man, I know. That's a big one. I can There's only a pick, lot. Can I only pick one? <laughs> Let's say, for time's sake, top three. Okay, okay, I like that. Ocarina of Time. There we go. Sure, there we go. For fucking sure. Um, oh my gosh. Well, what are yours? Um, I could do mine pretty quickly here. It would yeah. be. It would be. Um, it would be the first Mass Effect game. It'd be the. It would be the first Bioshock game. Yeah. And then it would be Dead Space Two. Mm, okay. Dead Space Two to me is like the. In my opinion, the, the closest example mm-hmm. you get to what you would consider a perfect game. Like, everything mm-hmm. 
is as good as it can be across all levels. For like sure. it's such a fucking good title. Bioshock would definitely be up there for me. Yeah. Um, because the twist and the everything. You the know, reveal is so good. Reveal, that moment like, is so thing. good. So good. It would be really cool to experience that again for the first time. Um, if I could just wipe my memory of Bioshock 3 and not have to play it again, that would be just kidding. <laughs> We're not getting into this again. We're not doing this again. <laughs> um, gosh, what else? Um, it's hard. It's, it's hard tough. To it's a tough one. It's really hard to choose. I know. Uh, Spirit Fair would also be cool because going through that journey is really cool it's such a good one learning That's everything a really slowly good over time is really it's a good. really good one yeah um hmm, hmm, hmm. i guess like like pokemon like the first pokemon like if i could play yeah pokemon yeah. blue again for the first time i think that'd be really tight do you, have a, do you have a fear well we'll move on very quickly here from this hopefully but do you have a fear that like if you could play a game like that now you'd be like, oh no, this sucks. Like, if there's a level of like nostalgia and love and it's continued, then if you went back to it for the first time, you'd be like, this is terrible. Like, with what you know now, wiping your memory of it and then playing it again, you'd be like, oh, this sucks. I'll do you one better. I can promise you that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> because I know the first generation was Right, gotcha. Fair enough. <laughs> Actually, let's have them remake that one. Yeah, there and we then go. I'll play it again, and then you'll do that one. Yeah. Remake it, white memory, and then and play then it. play there it. There we go. There great. we go. Yeah. Um, all right. Who was it? Was it you or me? Uh, that was mine. I so I gotta so, go. Yeah. Okay. What we got here. Um, oh, what game is your favorite sleeper hits? Uh, yeah, I got this one actually. Um, I've talked about it a little bit before the podcast, but there was a game called Spec Ops: The Line, mm-hmm. where it was. Slept on for a number of reasons, but I think because people kind of didn't get what it was trying to do because um, it was advertised as sort of like a Call of Duty clone. Like, all the trailers looked like it was very, like, glorification of, like, the soldier life and whatnot. Mm. And it it plays like a basic Call of Duty clone, but except in third person. Um, But what it really, really is is that, like, and this hasn't been confirmed, but it's kind of... It's sort of like a video game remake of either, like, say... um, Apocalypse Now, or the original book that that's based off, um, um, Heart of Darkness, where it's just, like, a very brutal look into, like, the life of, like, war and what that takes, and just kind of, like, it's a, especially for a video game to do sort of, like, the unglorifying, sort of the, um, what's the film term, uh, the demythologization of war in the world of video games was a really, really fascinating take, and the story is really, really compelling and really, really good. So, that one, to me, was always kind of, like, can't believe no one else is talking about how fucking incredibly made this game is. Yeah, for sure. For me, I think my favorite sleeper hit is uh, Super Liminal. Yeah. It's, I, I, like, who knows about this game? Like, not a lot of people. Although I did, I gotta say, I did see a speedrun of it not too long ago. How, how long is the speedrun? Wild. Ab- abhorrently quick. Really? <laughs> yeah, so fucking quick. It's that so would drive me insane. That would drive me insane. Yeah. I hate watching that one. It's just, it's, it, what's cool is that it's not very game breaking. It's not like some speed runs where it's like, oh yeah, you go here and then you clip out of bounds and yeah. then you walk to the end of the level and then that saves you 20 minutes. It's not like that at all. You have to kind of go through everything. It yeah, does yeah, not yeah. let you really like get out of the path. Gotcha. But it's just, it's really good knowledge of the path and the course and everything and doing it very optimally that's which the is ones, really cool to that's watch. the ones i really really love me someone too. who really knows like yeah. how to use yep. that is like has just memorized the template of the game so well Absolutely. they know how to get through as quickly as possible 
Gotcha. Okay, yeah. I'll set that one out then. Yeah. It's really annoying to watch that one too because it's like, it's like you're watching it and you're like, I had to resize that fucking object like a hundred times. times. I knew what the puzzle was. I solved the puzzle. It was just getting the object to be the right size in the right spot and not fall over and like yada yada. The one I always think about And they just like ha- bust through. They're like, boop, 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 done. And I'm like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> the one I always think of is the time I spent in that room with the one fucking apple. <laughs> Just making dozens of okay, fucking apples that, over and over and over again. Okay, yeah, but that was because you didn't figure it out. <laughs> I couldn't get that once. I felt so dumb, which I was like, oh, that's, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, so you or me for the, we, we literally have two more. We have this two more. I think, yeah, you picked Sleeper Hit, so I'm yeah. picking this one. Alright. Actual scary games versus games that are just... Sorry or full of uh nope I can't do it. It was it was supposed to be sorry. It's 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 supposed to be just kind of like games that are actually scary and not ones that are just like just full of gore or like random jump scares Ooh, like cheap like, like genuinely like, scary. like genuine scares versus cheap scares in video genuinely games. Genuinely scary. Hmm. Okay. Huh. I mean, my examples are always going to be Resident Evil, the first Outlast game, so, uh, <laughs> the the uh, the Dead Space series, even though that one can get a little bit into a territory of just, like, random jump scares to break the tension in certain moments. Mm-hmm. But, like, those are mine, because it's kind of like... Something like Outlast is an incredibly gory fucking game. Like, there's literally... Sure. There's just there's just viscera-strewn fucking everywhere Absolutely. throughout the but game. But there's also, like, terror happening. Like, there's a genuine feeling of, like, yeah. I need to leave <laughs> while you're playing Absolutely. that game. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my entry for this is Clive Barker's Undying. Old I know about I'm dying. I never got old, to play it though. I know PC about it. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old dusty PC game. Yeah, genuinely terrifying. That's what I heard. It be. I knew it was one that was that was like of that ilk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Last, Last one. one. Let's do this. Um. Oh. Moments in games that will stay with you forever. <sighs> okay. I mean, one of them There's from so many. Yeah, <laughs> one of them for me is the obvious one. It's the it's the it's the slave chooses a man obeys from the first Bioshock because yeah. that's just yeah. so yeah. impactful in terms of just like what a game can do, what a storyline in a game can do to you, mm-hmm. and just like how that moment hits and still mm-hmm. being forced to in the game. It's it's such good meta commentary too. Just like you have that revealed, you know what's happening there, and you still have to continue on with what you were doing already yeah because the game demands it yeah absolutely <laughs> it's so There's good so many moments in bioshock that are like that I are iconic just like vividly. iconic moments that, i mean yeah like the moment where you're watching the bathosphere where it's supposed to have his family in it and then like the like splicers are like crawling down the window and you have to like watch the whole thing like yeah. that moment is like engraved into my memory yeah um and then, of course, the reveal um, is just brilliant. It's just so damn good. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, maybe things we haven't already talked about on the podcast. As much. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, it's about the casual. We've talked about it. It's fine. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, of course, the, like, all of the moments in Spirit Fair where you're taking the spirit to the Ever Door and they're like crossing over and you say goodbye for the final time. Like yeah. each one is engraved in my heart. Like mm-hmm. so tragic. Um, oh, you know what's one for me? Mm-hmm. Um, first ending of the first episode for The Wolf Among Us. 
where you find Snow White's head. Yeah. Snow White's head on the thing. Yeah. That's what made me want to keep playing. Absolutely. I was like, that's the hook. What the fuck happens here? Absolutely. What the fuck happened here? I gotta know. Like, that's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. And then the rest of it is incredible as well. It's not like it drops off after that, no. but just like, it's so good right there as well. I mm-hmm. love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> there's so many. I know, I'm there's like, so uh... many. That's one. And I can't think of any. <laughs> That's one we should hold on to then, because maybe that could just be like an episode. Maybe that could be do. a whole episode. whole ass episode of just like those moments that stick with <laughs> yeah. you as a gamer. Yeah. That are just like forever ingrained in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because definitely, I think, I mean, there's, I know that there's so many out there and they're just not coming to mind right now. The ending to the first season of The Walking Dead, which I know you haven't played, but we need to have you play Ooh, it, I is just, it's heart-wrenching. Just yeah. a heart-wrenching ending in the best mm-hmm. fucking way possible. Mm-hmm. It's just, ugh. Uh, the games that, I could do an episode on the games that made me cry as well. Like, just Ooh. like the shit that breaks my heart in video yeah. games. Oh, God. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, there's lots of, like, moments in, like, The Legend of Zelda, um, that are like burned into my memory forever too. Like the great Deku tree dying in Ocarina of Time. Uh, right. Uh. I know for a lot of people, the reveal of, um, oh my God, who is oh, the... Oh, Sheik into Zelda. Sheik into Zelda is yeah. a big one for a lot of people. I got spoiled on it, so it didn't have the impact. So it didn't have the same impact yeah. as you. Yeah. No. I remember, I never played Zelda as a kid, but I remember friends telling me when I got to it. It's like, you just, this is badass, like, assassin chick who just keeps popping, which is badass assassin keeps popping up, and you find out it's actually Princess Zelda pretending to be somebody else, and I was just like, I, you're, you're saying words that mean nothing to me, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, this sounds cool, but I don't know what you're talking about right now. Yeah. Feel that. <sighs> I think overall, it's just like, I think, I think it's a tough question to answer, to kind of finish this off here a little bit. Yeah. I think it's a tough question to answer, because it's just like, with... With movies and books and TV shows, it's very easy to point to the moments that'll stick out to you because there's always a scene, a line, or something like that that'll stick mm-hmm. out to you. Whereas, and I'm not saying that these don't have the same thing, but it's just like with video games, when it's good, like when a moment in a game is good, typically it's because the whole game is really, really good. Yeah. So it's sort of hard to encompass sometimes to like a single moment. That's going to stick with you in your video game because it's part of such a bigger thing that makes that moment so good. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be like, oh, well, this part in Zelda. Like, especially with something like a Zelda. It's kind of like, how do you point to, like, one thing in Zelda that makes that game stand out to you at this mm-hmm. point? Whereas it's the whole experience of playing through a Zelda game that kind of stands out to you. So, yeah. Like, there's obvious exceptions, like we talked about with Bioshock. There's the moments in Bioshock that stand out. And there's stuff in Mass Effect all over the place, but we've talked about that so much, I'm not going to go into <laughs> yeah, it now. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I feel like that's overall, it's just like, yeah. video games are just, video games are just like so good. That's hard to be like, well, no, this one thing is what made me like stick around and yeah. keep loving it, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think we need to do some soul searching, and I think this does need to be a, a future filthy filthy casual. I'm so down like for that. Moments. I'm so the, the particular moments that make you fall in love. Let's yeah, do it. <laughs> I love that. I'm into it. All cool. right, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this like more sort of off the cuff free flow version of our normally off the cuff episodes. Yeah. As always, if you have any ideas for future episodes or future things that we can talk about, you can always send us an email at 3vopodcastteam at gmail.com, and you can give us your ideas. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at 3vopodcast. Make sure that you comment, like, and subscribe to our show. It really makes a difference. It means so much to us, and we'll see you next time. Bye!